What is up, you beautiful happy hustlers out there? Kerry Jack here, and I hope you are having a super blessed day. And we have a doozy for this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast because we are doing a live fireside chat with none other than Mr. Hazen Audell, who is the presenter for National Geographic's hit show, Primal Survivor, truly one of my favorite shows. It's on Disney Plus right now. You could check it out. He's a biologist. He's a conservationist. He is a happy hustler, living his dream, getting paid to travel around the world to go to amazing places and do some of the most epic challenges and just immerse himself with indigenous people and learn their cultures, their ways, and how to be happy within the hustle. And he's really passionate about helping you just immerse yourself in nature and then become a better steward of nature, become a better steward of your community and become a better human in the process. We're going to be diving into this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. Do you want blissful balance in your personal and professional life? Great. What's up, guys? My name is Carrie Jack and I want to help you happy hustle a life you love, one full of passion, purpose, and positive impact. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur, a professional model slash actor, a digital marketing specialist, a podcast host, author, a biohacker, an eco-warrior, a martial artist, a hippie cowboy, and a humanitarian. My goal is to educate, inspire, and entertain you to live a life of passion, purpose, and positive impact. It is time to happy hustle your dream reality. Cheers. Cheers, really. Hazen Adel, welcome to the Happy Hustle Podcast, my brother. Very happy to be here. Yeah, man. I mean, this is quite unique, I gotta say. Fireside chat. Hanging out here in beautiful Montana for the Montana Mastermind Epic Skiing Adventure. And we've been shredding some pow last couple of days it's hanging been, out. It's been a pretty awesome last couple of days. And yeah. then it's only going to get better. Oh, yeah. All this is going to amount to, what, about two feet of snow? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. We wake up to this and we charge. Yeah, we're going to send it tomorrow. And, yeah. And, um, you know, I thought it'd be cool to bring you on the mic because you have one of the most interesting perspectives of anyone I've ever met. You are a biologist by trade, an artist. Mm -hmm. You're also a National Geographic presenter for the show Primal Survivor Mm -hmm. on Disney Plus, which is one of the longest running shows in TV, right? For this... um for the format that it is with the subject material being yeah. a survival show, I've had an incredible run. Yeah. And, and um, really, I started off with pretty much no TV experience. <laughs> and and uh, there were some individuals that we could probably get into later, but they just I think they just recognized something about me. Yeah. Once they kind of found my, my story mm-hmm. and sort of my life, what my lifestyle had been like, for the last 10 years prior to filming basically what I've been doing for the 10 years previous. Yeah. And then um, now we have a show on it and it was kind of like, I can remember the the first time we went to filming and it was kind of like, you have to make a commitment. You know, this show, we did a pilot. We looked at your life in the wilds. This is amazing. It was National Geographic that really, it really resonated yeah. with. And they're like, no, we, we would love you we want to make more shows about what you do and what you love. Mm. And um, so it was like, wow, okay, well, this is this is a lifelong dream that I never thought I could ever have. 
And so it was like, okay, well, I, I got to just drop everything that I had tried to tried to develop in my life that would was more realistic and probably practical. And then here it was like, well, this is my dream. I got to just do it, whether it flops or not. This is this is the lifelong opportunity. And then, uh, well, let here me, we are, like ten years later, yeah. being able to do that. Which is, I don't think there's anybody that they've just picked up off the street and then it's got. <laughs> yeah. We have ten years of programs from all over the world. Is uh, at least I'm proud of it. I'll say that. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. And I want to echo a point because you, you said something and, and that's really why I wanted to bring you on the show truly is because you're a happy hustler. Like you put the happy in your everyday hustle and you, you're doing something you love and you're getting paid for it. Yeah. And yeah. It's don't tell for some everyone. people they don't, <laughs> don't, don't tell them that, that, uh, yeah, I I'd, I'd probably do it for free, you know. But but <laughs> oh, don't, don't oh, tell oh. The, don't tell those people. <laughs> yeah, don't tell Ned Geo that. Like yeah yeah yeah, he would do it for free. I need beer money. Yeah, um, uh, beer money. Yeah, no, but, but like that's really what I'm all about. Is I burnt out as a, a tech entrepreneur, as yeah. you know. We talked about it. You've been all over the place. I think you've worn a lot of hats. Yeah, sure have. And now I know I currently look like a '70s porn star, but. I am not wearing that hat. I'm you, actually... you subtly brag about what you got going on there, and uh, I'll put you in your place right quick. So. <laughs> we may or may not do some manscaping on the show today. So yeah, I, 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 we're in this very awesome place that you got us here with the with, with this, this this male male bonding mastermind event. You know, because we we bonded and it's been awesome up on the hill, and then we're all here. Amazing talent that you've amassed is the guys that you have here are just like. I'm picking up every word that they have, and they're all from different walks of life. It's been awesome. But, yeah, I mean, you try to sh show off your mustache and stuff. And I, there's mirrors in this place, which I haven't been to a place this nice for a while. I looked at myself, I was like, man, I'm looking bushy. I need some, I need to, uh, yeah. Yeah, well. So, we, we, we'll see what happens. Subtle, subtle tease for later, but I do want to kick things off with a bang, truly. And you have traveled all over the world. Yeah. And pretty much every continent you have learned from the indigenous people and no. that is something rare like a lot of people will travel but they don't really actually experience the culture mm -hmm. and you know learn the language or eat the food right. or you know just actually dive deep into what's happening and you have and i want to ask you what do you think the western world can learn from the indigenous people? Well, it would be a lot to ask for someone to try to glean everything that I've been fortunate enough to experience. Yeah. But, um, and I don't think there's a lot of people that kind of roll like I do. I think, I think I've done a lot of traveling with zero anticipation that it was going to be fun. You know, there's a lot of places that have just been really fascinating. Yeah. And knowing that this is an incredible learning, it's going to be an incredible learning experience. I never had specifics on what I really wanted to go. I just knew from my experiences that there are these people out here that are under the radar. People don't know about them. They're isolated people, but I've had such exposure to those people. And I guess I've been so impressioned by them from, mm -hmm. you know, starting this sort of thing that I've been doing of living in remote places and then winding up living with remote people. And those people kind of raised me mm -hmm. starting at when I was 18 years old. And so those people be, you know, 
somebody that I had developed so much respect for. They yeah. trained me up and I learned so much. And then, of course, those are just kind of places that we've been talking about, like, have we ever lived other lives somewhere else or something? But I just realized that this was, was where I was most comfortable. I felt most passionate about. I felt like I was learning more than anything else is by being in these communities with these people and knowing that what these guys are teaching me, I've never had exposure to anywhere else. You can't read it in books. Mm. You can't see it on film. It's like being with them. Yeah. And then you come back to a place like my family back in the United States and all that. And I'd, I'd ma keep making these transitions and going, man, I wish I could even begin to explain yeah. the sort of growth that I've had and what I've learned from these people. And so I've just kind of always felt like they're very underestimated. People don't, there's a lot of people now that I have fans all over the world that it's surprising me. They never thought that there were people that lived like that. Mm -hmm. And in reality, 50% of the world does not know where their dinner will come from that yeah. night if they get dinner. Yeah. And, but then seeing that still people with those sort of lifestyles, not even lifestyles, just like their conditions that they're under, they're still thriving. Mm. They're still happy. They're, they're raising families in a, in a way that resonates with me so much more than what I thought was what I was familiar with when I was growing up. Mm. So yeah, to, to put it simply, these people are incredibly inspiring. They touched my life so much. All I wanted to do was just express or let the rest of the world acknowledge these people yeah. for what they know and how they go about life. And, and that's something that I want to just really highlight is the perspective that these people have, mm -hmm. even though they have so little, I've traveled more than probably most. You've also traveled way more than me. So coming from a place of experiencing these cultures, I've seen people in Thailand on the streets you know, the land of the smiles, mm -hmm. they call it, yeah. because they're so happy with nothing. Yeah. And I think, especially in America, we get so caught up with our own, I don't want to say selfish gain, but truly like our personal prerogatives mm -hmm. and how we push forward for mm -hmm. amassing wealth and this abundance. And really, we think that's going to lead to happiness. Mm -hmm. And that's a hot topic, this money and happiness and the correlation. Mm -hmm. But you and I can both attest to the fact that happiness truly is cultivated from meaningful relationships, mm -hmm. epic experiences, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? And just being in the moment. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's a choice, happiness. How would, you, how would you define happiness in your own words and how have you seemed mm -hmm. to find it? Well, I think one thing that I was talk what I was listening to when you first started asking that question was, um, we, we all kind of roll with what's familiar with us. We are all epic example. We are we're products of our environment. Yeah. Um, and so we just deem what's normal right now. You know, in this mastermind event, you know, we've been talking a lot about you know the importance of, you know, making money or being successful, but we have to make sure that that money isn't a distraction for what it's amazing that we're alive. We yeah. get to breathe. Mm. We get to adventure. Yep. 
we can have our health. That we shit get to is drink a beer, buy so a much hey. more important than, uh, <laughs> than, than, than making money. But yeah, yeah. money is, is important. But if that's our environment, if we just have a Western way of thinking, hmm. we're surrounded by this kind of culture that admires money. Um, it's kind of like everybody should be the self-made man. Yeah. Um, you have to pursue. And we get accolades. We get success from our our peers, our family, our everybody around us. Yeah. But I think the one thing that I've really I've gained by my experiences with travel is just knowing that that's that is a, in itself a distraction. That is something that you have to make sure that we're just kind of trying to follow what everybody kind of demands of us, and it's not going to be money that makes us happy. Um, but we can make money and be happy at the same time. That's, that's yeah. like where it, the modern approach mm. to being a real entrepreneur should be about doing what you love, being so successful at it that you're being rewarded. Hopefully it's with money in the way I look at it is influence. Mm. Like I want to be really influential. Money can help me be influential, but also like exposure. I have a television program. I get to reach a lot of people. Yeah, millions it, it, and millions. It, I mean, yeah, it, am I reaching my potential? That's where I'm with a bunch of entrepreneurs right now that are hustling. They demand a lot from from themselves. They have a vision, mm. and they're very capable. And then they also have the skills to be able to see. Like all these people come from different walks of life. They have different strategies. They have different failures and successes, and everybody's learning from that. But everybody kind of has their own little, little take on it. But at the end of the day, we're out here charging in the snow. Yeah, we freaking love it. We love making friends. Mm. I mean, just this. Just I've been exposed to you guys. I've known you for a while, but all the other people yeah. here that are here at the mastermind, um, we're on like day three, four. Yeah, they're going to be lifelong friends, though. Yep. You know, and um, so I guess. My take on it when you're saying I have a sort of a unique, a unique, a unique uh, outlook on it is, yeah, acknowledge that I don't want this money to be a distraction. I don't want this, this pressure coming from a Western standard, a Western world being that, oh, I have to be this incredibly high functioning person. A high functioning person is a money maker or something like that. I don't want to be like that. Mm. I want to be successful and know that. Without distraction, I have my health. Mm. I'm totally inspired. I have an ability to influence people, um, and I want that. I, I want My hustle is how can I do that better and better all the time. Yeah, and you know, I, I think of this quote from Tony Robbins. He says, "Success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure." And you mentioned influence, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people out there they reach some level of quote unquote success, but ultimately they're unfulfilled because mm -hmm. they don't have influence or impact right. and a positive impact at that. Mm -hmm. Right. And it is cliche. I get it. Everyone out there, we know you talk about passion, you talk about purpose, you talk about it, having a positive impact. It gets a little cliche. Mm -hmm. I get it. But that is really what life's all about is putting the happy in your everyday hustle, but actually having a positive impact in the process. Right. So I'm curious, Hazen, for you, what is the impact that you truly desire? Well, well with me is I think 
we're all born with with gifts mm. you know I was a teacher for 10 years mm. public high school nice. uh, yeah public yep. high school biology teacher art teacher that was I was, I was that guy <laughs> and uh, but don't get me wrong I was skateboarding to class and stuff still you know I still, I still have my own totally st- see I, it. I have my own stick you know <laughs> but you know I was always I was a mountain guide I was a river guide I was a I, le- I led nature trips and expeditions it's because I just want to share what I love with people yeah and I know that whether it was in the classroom setting whether it was camping there were some people really resonated with what I loved hmm. and then they got exposed to something that they may have never been exposed to all of a sudden wow they realize it's so easy to be outside it's so it's a whole world of something to enjoy mm. um, that's that's what I love sharing mm. um, do I have an agenda to change the world nah I mean I <laughs> I, I mean I, I, I want to make the world a better place yeah but I also recognize as a teacher it's like it's not about changing the world like some of those kids yeah is just that one kid's life yeah and you could change their world and that's what I love mm. and you know whether they just leave me when they graduate if they graduate but if they go on their own life that's fine some of those are lifelong friends too and that's you know that's something that I can always be reminded of like my contribution so I do love that mm. and I want to keep doing that yeah you know you know that and that's and um, and, and a lot of it too is I recognize that there aren't a lot of people that love nature mm. there aren't a lot of people that are gonna roll like I do Yeah. But I want, I do want people to recognize what they, their gifts, whether they're a musician, whether they're an athlete, whether they're a people person, whether they're a helper, whether they care for people, whether they're a healer, mm. you know, everybody's got that. How are they going to be able to find their natural gift and let it blossom? Mm. And how can they share that with others? Yeah. And um, that's, um, that's like, that's when you're happy. And, yeah. and it is so incredibly important to be making money to be able to pay the bills yeah and and um, and it sucks it, you know it's not my favorite thing but I can't change the world in that way yeah but I can try to I think and that's what you get you're doing is you're trying to guide people to say hey do what you love and how can you do it as best as you possibly can mm-hmm I mean and and that is I think what life's all about, if you're going to do something, do it 110%. Mm-hmm. But this is a, you're talking about a career, you know, it's not like, yeah, a hobby, that's fine. But try to make that into something that you just love. So you love waking up and you're stoked to get to, get to work. Exactly. That, that, that's, that's the big thing. And, and that's why so many people suffer in the United States is they're just trying to do it because it was the easiest thing. It's totally, they recognize it's mundane. Uh, 30 years later, when they're at the retirement party, yeah. it's like they get rewarded because they had the least amount of sick days mm-hmm. compared to all their other colleagues. That would, that would just, it can hurts. I swear? Yeah. Oh, God, that would fucking suck. <laughs> and I've been there. Yeah. You know, I've been eating the cake and it's like, yeah, that's what you... <sighs> no, I listen, man. I mean, there is a lot of unfulfilled, unhappy people in the workplace right now and you know 
I want you to first of all give yourself grace if that's you. If, if you're if you resonate with that, like if you're like this this life I created for myself doesn't actually like doesn't fill me with joy. And, and let's be honest, there's some shit that you've done and that I've done that that kind of sucks. Like, we all have to, and those yeah, are those gotta, are learning experiences. Yeah. But if you stay in that furrow, yeah, that that does suck. And and there's yeah. you you try to organize your life so. You know, a lot of us were responsible for families. Yeah. We feel like we don't have a choice but to do this drudgery. Yeah. And that's like, how can you get yourself, how can you still be able to pay the bills but still develop as a person and get to where you really want to be, what fulfills you? Because we only have our one life that we know of and we got to make it. At least in these meat suits, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, Hazen and I aren't like, you know, we're not gurus in any capacity. We just figured out at least a way to, again, put the happy in our hustle, make life yeah. more enjoyable and, and wake up with a little bit of a smile because we're like, yeah. Yeah, I get to get, I get to do something that is enjoyable, that positively impacts others and that is, is meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of people out there don't have that. Mm -hmm. And you know, for you, I know one of the big things that that makes you smile is nature mm -hmm. and being out in nature. Yeah. I mean, you have done some of the gnarliest shit I've ever even can fathom. <laughs> There's a lot of TV personalities out there. Yeah. And they are one person when the camera's on and then mm -hmm. they're another person when it's off. Yeah. And you're just straight up real, like both on and off. You know, obviously, you got to embellish some things for yeah, TV. Yeah, I mean, it's, you got to play the game a little yeah. bit. But, you know, they it wasn't like they, they were looking for a guy to fill my shoes. Yeah. Uh, and if you watch the program, you'll see I'm under some pretty challenging conditions a lot. And, <laughs> and I might look super That's uncomfortable. That's the understatement of, of the year. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> but um, it's like... Anybody that works with me and they're out there and they see me in my element, that is my element. Yeah. I get beat up. I get the shit kicked out oh, of me. You get but I, I do love it. Yeah. It's I'm a sicko because I love it because <laughs> it, I I am I'm growing. I'm doing what I love. Like here's an example. Like for when from about 18 to God, it's still today, but yeah. let's let's face it. When I, when I had the opportunity, like, can I just go to South America and go look for reptiles and go look for bugs? You yeah. know, like, I would go some of these places, these destinations to find this certain specific species. I'm a real nerd. I wanted to see that one specific weird species of snake, and it would take two weeks of maybe being able to get there. It has to be done during the wet season. You're right. It's writhing with mosquitoes you're going through mud and i may have had girlfriends at that time and they're like, oh, I, I wish you'd take me traveling no that's a recipe for disaster yeah, you don't want to go nobody <laughs> wants to go do that no but i do like i want to do what it takes to get there yeah. i don't care how it is and i i have this laser focus yeah. on that and yeah, there was no money to be made in finding that snake but i loved it you know and i just kept doing that yeah but fortunately, I followed my heart with everything that I did all that time. And it, it resonated into this, like, it, it, it came to fruition somehow yeah. in what I get to do now. And that's, yeah, it will, 
it's been badass. You Hell know? yeah. It's been really cool. And so the suffering, I don't even pay attention to that. And, you know, there's, there might be some people that want to, since, since this show is the, is the top rated show for National Geographic and all that, it's so great. That's a big feather in my hat. And there are people from all over the world trying to have another show that's like it. And it's like, you know, awesome. Find that person that loves to do it as much as me. Yeah. And I'll watch it. Yeah. But I don't want to watch. I don't even have a TV because there are these shows <laughs> and there are these guys doing it and you, they just don't love it. No, and you, you know? could tell. Yeah. And it, I don't even care if they're all that good at it. If they love it. Yeah. Man, it's like I'm cheering them on. Yeah. That's what I want for people. Well, and you just outline a true point that I live by and it's being unapologetically yourself. Mm. And that is what I hope every happy hustler and aspiring happy hustler out there hears from that story because you were unapologetically yourself consistently and you embraced the suck, which mm. is, I don't know how many parasites you've had, but I can new ones only imagine, <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine because yeah. like you are in it and we're talking yeah. wrestling, anacondas, you know, swimming with crocodiles. We're talking mm. catching mm. poisonous frogs. Like you have done it all when it comes to nature. But the the thing that I really respect is that you actually appreciate nature. You appreciate and respect the cultures that are, you are hunting with mm. the indigenous. Mm. You are, you know, embracing yeah, I, the culture. You, you got to be with the best of the best. Yeah. You got to feel, like I said, you're a product of your environment. Yep. If you hang out with a bunch of losers that aren't going anywhere, yeah. you got to know that that's, where, that's probably where you're going to be stuck with if, the, if you consider that being stuck. That's true. You got to be with the people that you respect. You want to be around Hence people. why we're here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you want to be around people that are focused on their family. They have an amazing family. You hang out with those people. Mm. You want to hang out with people that are uh, the best skier. You want to be an awesome skier. You hang out with Hollis. badass skiers. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. That guy. Hollis We're going Parker. fast. He's going fast, him. as fast, backwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and like waving. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, it's like you gotta you gotta affiliate with the best yeah. as much as you possibly can. Yeah, uh, the people that you love. And for me, it's like. I recognize that there is no buddy writing books that's as good as that indigenous guy or mm, gal mm. living out there. A lot of times they're a 12 year old kid. It's like, how the fuck do you know how to fish like that? Yeah. How do you know? Yeah. Teach me everything you know, man. I'll do whatever it takes, <laughs> man. I'll, I'll go every time you go out fishing, you know, you're only 12 years old, but it's like, he's the best of the best, yeah. you know? And that's how I want to learn. Yeah. And, and that's another reason why I want like why I always wanted the show. It's like, don't underestimate anybody. Everybody out there knows something you don't know. Uh, amen. And, and um, these indigenous people that d don't have access to getting on TikTok and saying, look at how much I know. It's like, they're living their world. Yeah. So incredibly awesome. And the talent is there. So that's where I go where the talent is. Mm. I mean, a lot of gold there, truly, just to, to be able to learn from people who are where you want to be. Mm -hmm. That is something I think that has really shortcut whatever success I have had in my life is, okay, I see a quality in this person or some type of 
success, quote unquote, whatever that version is. And I want to emulate it. I want to learn from it. I want to become a better hunter. I want to mm -hmm. become a better husband. I want to become a better father. Whatever it is, you can learn from people. Mm -hmm. We are all standing upon the shoulders of giants from those yeah. who come before us. I don't, I think the term self-made is bullshit. Yeah. No one's fucking no. self-made. No. You know, like we all learn no, I, from I, others. I mean, we, we should be like <laughs> you know? a lot of the ninjas. It's like, now it's not me. Language. It's... <laughs> I studied with this sensei. Yeah. I studied with, oh, yeah, you got some street credit there. Yeah. You know, and, you know, a lot of people, they'll see my show, and at least it makes it look like I'm sort of this invincible superhero. The things I know is not a superpower. Yeah. I learned it. Yeah. I'm still learning. Yeah. There are people that I feel like they don't get the attention that they deserve because they're so incredibly awesome, but, yeah, they live in a hole under a trunk of a tree, but they're the very best at brain tanning a, a deer hide, you know? It's yeah. like, I seek those people out, I yeah. listen to everything they say, yeah. and I respect them. Like, yeah. I know, I, I come from a place where I can really acknowledge their skill and their passion and the tenacity that they've had in their life to be so good as they are. Yeah. I, prob I couldn't learn what they know in my lifetime, yeah. but spending as much time as I possibly can, whether it's a half an hour or an entire week or more, apprenticing with them, you're, you're gleaning information, you know? Yeah. And so I, I am a, a composition of the thousands of people that I thought were incredible. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about nature, you talk about learning from your elders. One thing I want the Happy Hustlers to learn from you is how we can better conserve our beautiful planet, yeah. nature, mm -hmm. that you and I so mm -hmm. adore. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, they exploit nature yeah. negatively. And yeah, and, and we do it without thinking. Yeah, without thinking, we have unsustainable practices, mm -hmm. even just the small daily actions we choose that seem insignificant, like using whatever, yeah. plastic yeah. silverware, when yeah. you could have just brought your own spork, metal mm -hmm. spork, yeah. right? Like little stuff. I know it's trivial, but like I'm curious for you as a nature lover, as an active, you know, conservationist, mm. what can everyone out there do to better protect our planet? Well, I will, I am, a, I'm a proud American, you know, I, as am I, I, Absolutely, I don't take it for granted mm. that I was born here. Yep. Uh, I've had amazing parents, so you know I've had a lot of major benefits in my life. Um, but I'm in a country of idiots. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of people, and it's becoming yeah. worse and worse because um, it's our culture is to is to uh, kind of. Get on the drama of like whatever the latest news is on television, whatever is kind of like directed towards us. And all of us people are sponges yeah. to whatever we're being told. That's why we are. We, we are always developing and we're always growing. But people have figured that out. So we're given total shit information. Yeah. And the rest of the world understands that we can all be money makers. So we're being trained up. We're being raised yeah. as to be consumers. Okay. Oh, yeah. So 
We are we're consumer zombies in the zombie cul-de-sac. Yeah, in so the true. consumer cul-de-sac, you know. And um, I don't want to be like that, but <laughs> I really do think that that our leaders out there, they might not be in the political re- leaders, but the people that are controlling our minds, mm. controlling our behavior. Mm. Are trying to keep us idiots, trying to keep us stupid, and they want us to keep buying their stupid shit. Yeah. And so we, if we do that, that is our normal. Yeah. And like an example, plastic water bottles. Oh my God, that shit is like I survived. You survived without having plastic water bottles. We used to go to the tap. Yeah. And we'd fill up our glass, but now we're training people to think that the water that comes out of our tap, out of our aquifer, out of the kind of water that we have a luxury of drinking out of our tap that's been that needs to be taken care of we can drink that it's amazing water Sometimes. but we're but we're being <laughs> but we we're being trained to know that yeah. to to think that that is unsafe water yeah okay if we're all being trained to think that that's unsafe water and we're being trained that we have to spend money on water that's in plastic water bottles that we don't know where it comes from hmm. pretty soon there is no reason to protect our water mm. if nobody is going to be drinking it anyway. And it'll benefit the system because people are going to be buying bottled water. I see people that that's their go-to to get water. Pretty soon, it's going to be so the norm that there won't be faucets. The faucets will be shit water that we have to that we might just use to go poop in, you know, that's it. <laughs> we need bottled water to wash our dishes and stuff. And it starts to become worse and worse. Yeah. And then the, it, but so we're being, we're being trained to be consumers. Then we're being trained to just be throw. We just throw everything away and we don't have to think about it because the magic throwaway fairy takes care of it all. Yeah. Well, I go to these places where all of our shit, all of our trash yeah. is in the ocean is on the shores. Um, I was uh, about, 15 years ago, I was doing a bunch of biology research as a biologist on this really remote shoreline in Indonesia, the most pristine shoreline, most remote shoreline. It was untouched. I mean, if, if I saw dinosaurs crawl out of the jungle, it would be like, I wasn't like, of course, you know, it was like crazy nature. You know, I got a chance to go back to that beach while I was filming a national geographic episode, went back there, rolling up in the boat, like man, old memories, this is going to be amazing. You guys check it out. Got to the beach, indulged in the beach, got right past the beach and into the forest where it was wild, supposed to be wild. That was where the tide ends. Mm. As far as I could see in the jungle was four feet deep of plastic water bottles. Oh my goodness. And so if you took a picture of it on a calendar, it looks perfectly fine. You're not there. You don't see what we do when we go to Shopco, when we go to all these gas stations and buy bottled water, and then we just throw it in there. It doesn't disappear. And, you know, there's all this propaganda. Oh, yeah, I make knitted sweaters out of plastic water bottles. That does not mean a single thing compared to the hundreds of thousands, the millions of plastic water bottles that we make every day that go unaccounted for. They just disappear. They don't disappear. They go into the rest of the world. Yeah. And we don't have to deal with it. It's the other countries that are not drinking what plastic water bottles that we're impacting. So, you know, the thing that I love about indigenous communities, they're hand to mouth. They know exactly where their food comes from. Mm. They know, they know where it comes from. So they take care of it. Mm. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm such a, 
I am a proponent. I'm a supporter of hunters. People that hunt shit and take pictures of it and mount it on their wall gives me the creeps. But if they're going out there and they're participating with nature and they know where their hamburger comes from because it's deer meat or whatever, they're participating. They understand these people are not cold stone killers. They start to develop a relationship because they're in their environment. They're struggling with them. And the kind of hunters that I respect, that I acknowledge, that I want to be even more like all the time is becoming a better and better hunter is the person that goes, yeah, I'm not out there to kill bears because I know I have so many experiences with bears. They're hairy human beings. Yeah. I don't kill my fellow man, you know, and the people that are out there that are hunting, they take care of where their food comes from. Mm. If our local grocery store, our local ice cream shop starts to close down, we want to do everything we can to protect it. But that's not really where ice cream comes from, you know? <laughs> and, and we need to understand that. We need to understand where our, where our water comes from. Yeah. If, we, if we understood where our water comes from, we wouldn't be putting shit on our lawns. We wouldn't have lawns. We wouldn't have these massive parking lots where all the oil runoff goes into our water that we drink. We need to become aware and we need to know. Indigenous people don't shit in their water. They don't hunt every single animal because they want to go out that evening and get food. And so, and so they respect it as a being. They also respect and totally understand that they need to, they need to do that to provide for their family. Yeah. So they have hunters and gatherers that live off the land every day. You'll never see more animals around them than anywhere else in the world. Mm. Uh, the, most of the world right now in the United States you go from where we're at right now, Bozeman, Montana, and go to Bozeman, Montana, and fly to New York, all the way across the country. Yeah. There's no more wilderness. Definitely not. It, as far as you see, it is circles of crops, crops, crops. Those crops, that's, that's, that's not nature. That's plants. It's not even in dirt anymore. It's, being, it's pesticides, insecticides, fungicides, yeah. fertilizers yeah. that are keeping it going, growing, and feeding the world... And voila, we have bread, but we need to understand how can we, how can we still grow bread, but also have deer in those fields, have migrating elk go through those fields, Mm. have insects, you know, like my mom, my grandma grew up in, in remote Wyoming. Mm. She was a rancher. Um, she knew where her food came from. Yeah. And she also knew that, you know, there was, there were plots of land that she had to, they grew corn, they grew wheat, they grew what they could. And she said... She used to say she'd get on her belly when they were kids and just look at all the bugs in the, on the ground, just like all the kinds of bugs. You go to there now, there's none of that. No. It's dust with wheat growing out of it. Yeah. There's no elk going through anymore. There's no hawberries that she used to go get to make jam out of. There's none of that diversity. It's as far as you can see wheat. And then there's, in the rest of the world, you've got soybeans. Oh, yeah, I'm going to try to help the environment by just... Uh, eating soya products and then not eating. Do you understand that they're cutting down the rainforest, a place with tapirs and all the diversity of fish in those rivers, all the insects, all the migrating birds, all the jaguars, that, all those giant trees that go, grow 300 feet up in the air, that's being cut down for, as far as you can see, soybeans. Mm. So we need to, we need to be have an understanding yeah. that we're humans, we are takers of the earth, 
how can we take any environment that we get engaged with and make it better than how we found it, mm. but having respect for nature. And I think as Americans, like I said, we're being dumbed down. Yeah. So we don't know where our food comes from. We don't know where it goes. We're, we're, we also are not interacting enough with nature to be able to respect it. I think it's amazing that we live in this sort of green culture where everybody's trying their best or they're thinking they're trying to do the best, recycling, they're buying this, they're doing that. But it's kind of amazing that they care about it when they really don't know anything about it. Mm. They, don't, they, they can go out and they know that there's a pine tree that lives out there and there's a maple tree. And so the world is full of two different kinds of trees. So every American right now listening, if you had to give them like an actual action step, because I totally agree with you. We're, we're just, we're fucking up at our, our planet. Like yeah. in so many ways that we don't have time to talk about truly. Right. But I'd like to give everyone just a, a like an actual tangible tactic or, or piece to just be a better steward of our land. Yeah. Do you have a call to action that you could, that you could give? In regards to well, on platform. my website right now, you, as you can tell, I'm pretty passionate. I, I get fired up about it. But yeah. right, right now, hazenaudell.com slash adventure. Yeah. You know, it, it's an ongoing, um, ongoing newsletter. I'm talking about this stuff all the time. Yeah. But r- right now, you know, I'm, I'm trying to talk about how can people get information that's easy. Yeah. Like I said, it's not a superpower to understand this stuff. Mm. And it's not like you have to be fascinated with nature to get into nature. It's a process, but it's so easy because it's part of our DNA. We've been living off nature for 500,000 years. Yeah. If we didn't get nature, none of us would be having this podcast right now. That's you know? true. And um, so it's easy for us to do, yeah. but you just open up a book. You know, I, I take it like this. My dad used to spend every August take off from his work and be with his son, this guy. Nice. And, and he'd just, he, he, he'd, he'd go and we'd, we'd pile up in the suburban and I'd open up my snake book and I'd say, I want to see this kind of snake. This is where it lives. I knew everything about it. Like, elevation, this and this kind of grassland habitat. And he'd just go, didn't know shit about snakes. Didn't even like snakes. And then while we were doing it, we would go camping. He taught me how to fish. Does my dad don't know anything about fish? He doesn't know shit about fishing. <laughs> But he took me fishing, nonetheless. He yeah. took me out there just to be outside. And I did my natural DNA thing. Yeah. I engaged with it. I became uncomfortable with nature. Yeah. I, I became comfortable, not uncomfortable, comfortable with nature. I was lifting under firewood and looking at simple, something simple like a tree frog, a little mouse. I put it in a tin, tin can, check it out for a little while, let it go. You know, those kind of experiences makes us like, oh yeah, we should all be doing that. Well, we're part of nature. We and- are part of nature. And... and- we're in a society that thinks that we're separate from it. Yeah. But for me, I find peace in it. Mm. It's how I understand the world. Yeah. I want other people to try to get that too. It's, it's like, I'm a healer. This is my slant on how to heal you. Yeah. Is, come on, just go hang out with me. You might just learn two names and two new trees you never saw. Yeah. It's not about you knowing a new tree. It's just, you looked at it, it's like, wow, I never know, knew that that one had five needles and it grows like that. And when it grows like that, there's that squirrel. And it starts to cast this like exponential knowledge. Yeah. You don't have to know the name of everything, but you just familiarize yourself and you start to become in tune with it. And, and that is the beauty of just immersing yourself in nature. And really just, you start to appreciate what's going on around you, the ecosystem. 
And then when you go to adventure、mm-hmm. and you really like are doing things in remote places like you do quite often, you see from a different lens like what is really happening and how we are, as human beings are just one small part in this,、yeah. this thing called life.、Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to check out hazenaudel.com forward slash adventure, he does adventure advice. Remote、yeah. travel hacks. He's got an awesome newsletter. You guys can sign up and, and actually learn from the primal survivor himself. And you got some really cool courses coming out,、yeah. events, you're speaking.、Yeah. I am kind of all over the place because I've, you know, <laughs> there's workshops and yeah. Yeah, now I'm, you know, I'm amassing talent now to like be able to share and I myself learn from it. But it's like, yeah, I want to sh- share with the world、yeah. what these people know. But yeah, with Hayes Nodell. Slash dot com slash adventure right now is like I'm working on a, just things that I want to talk about to try to get people to travel.、Yeah. Not to like, oh yeah, I went to Club Med, it was totally amazing. It's like, nah, I don't <laughs>、yeah. want that. Like,、yeah. go there, it's so simple. You can do it totally on a budget. Yeah. You know, you can go outside without needing to spend a million dollars. But like, these are the kind of people, these are what you learn. This is how easy it is. Yeah. You're not going to go there and get kidnapped. You're not going to go there. And get diarrhea inst- instantly. Not instantly. Maybe. <laughs> Not instantly. Give it a day. But, like, you know, there's like this thing that I'm writing right now is like, how can you easily go? Yeah. It doesn't cost a lot of money. Simple tricks that will have, enable you to have a life changing experience. Yeah. I love it, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Apologies for interrupting your programming. But I have to tell you, the best investment you can make in yourself is one in which helps you acquire. Skills. You've probably heard people talk about, oh, just invest in yourself and you'll be successful. Yes, that's true to a degree, but you have to invest in skills that will ultimately help you achieve your desired results. And I think one of the best skills one can possess, be it an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur, is the sales sword. Really knowing how to sell, utilizing pressure free persuasion, which will make you more money and more impact. Now, if you want to know how to sell more efficiently and effectively, I just launched a sales course called The Proven Roadmap Process to Selling Millions of Dollars and Helping You to Increase Your Conversions Guarantee. And you can get access to this new sales course that The Happy Hustle is launching at thehappyhustle.com forward slash sales. And if you act fast, you'll get it at the lowest price it'll ever be available because we are launching it and we want to gain amazing testimonials and social proof to further share this knowledge. So if you act fast, you can get it at the lowest price it'll ever be. That's at thehappyhustle.com forward slash sales. Now let's get back to this episode. And I do want to open it up to the audience, our、yeah. awesome Happy Hustle brothers here, to essentially. Get some other questions for you. I mean, you've done so many different things, but I want to open it up and, and actually see. I know we got Grant Kenzier and Hollis Carter and a couple others here that, that are tuning in. Yeah. Let's take a question. They're, still, they're, still, they're not asleep in either. Yeah. Hollis,、uh, do you got a question for us that,、uh, that maybe、uh, you're pondering? Yeah,、uh, so this morning, actually, over breakfast, we talked.、Uh, obviously, we've talked about the nature side of it and taking care of the planet and figuring that out. Like, but like, you hit me kind of hard with the cultural and community side of it.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know we don't have time to get into that whole bag of donuts、mm-hmm. right now. But if you were able to give people one piece of advice 
that you've learned from your travels and seeing people in happy communities who aren't living in capitalist societies and things like that. What's like one tweak they could take into modern society mm. and how they're interacting with people in their community mm-hmm. and just in their day-to-day life? It's like a simple thing. That they- well, I, I think when you said interact with your community, yeah. you know, how can they do that? What they need to do is interact with their community. Mm. Um, they need to, we, we're like, we're talking about a culture that I think is, we can say it's thriving, Man, it, it's it's like so incredibly fragile. Yeah. And where's the meaning? Um, when we were kids, when we crashed on our bikes, the neighbors came out yeah. and helped us. Yeah. It was not a threatening environment. We knew who they were. Mm-hmm. They knew who we were. Yeah. They took care of us. Um, now we're becoming trained to be like we have our blinders on. Yeah. This is my house. This is my house. They're my CDs. Yeah. You know, they're like, do people have CDs anymore? You know, it's like, but anyways, (laughs) that shit is not important. And sometimes we're all craving it. We're all, humans are not meant to be these individual entrepreneur, like they said, self-made men. No, we're not meant to be. We're meant to be collaborating. We're meant to be, and it's not just that. We're meant to be like hanging out and you get outside of the United States and you get into these other places around the world, you realize nobody's doing anything alone. Mm-hmm. When somebody's changing a tire, yeah, all their dudes are just hanging out. The one dude's ch- hanging the tire, but the other guys are leaning on the window and they're just yeah. like hanging out. They just because nobody wants to be alone. Nobody does anything alone. There's always somebody to help you yeah. help you put a window in your house. There's always somebody there that just wants to just. There's no real reason in the United States we got a schedule. Yeah, well, I, from about nine to five on Wednesday, you know, we can go yeah. have coffee. I can squeeze you in. Shouldn't be like that. Yeah, people should just be able to come in hang out and they don't have to be just like us. They're all resources, resources of like, of love. Yeah. And so the more people we have, the more trust we can have with people. We have a support group. If some people are scared that the shit's going to go down in the United States and they go dig themselves a bunker and they start hoarding all this ammo and shit like that. Yeah. Nah, they just need to know their neighbor. Yeah. Their neighbor needs to know that if anything happened, you would be there for them. Mm. You want to be that kind of woman. You want to be that kind of man yeah. that people know that like he would do anything. He'd give me the shirt off his own back. Mm. It can be for men, women, all things. We all need to be there supportive. It doesn't matter like what their political views are or anything. We acknowledge that people are here to take care of us. Yeah. And it, we need to help hold ourselves accountable yep. when we do that. And like I've always known in my life, the more you give, the more you give, yeah. the world gives back. Mm. And preach it. And do not like strategize on how who you give to your love to, who you give gifts to. It will come back to you. Yeah. And uh, so, like, how do we get? How do we change? We become more involved with our community, our direct community. We can change the world by acting locally. They say, yeah. Yeah. And that that's what we need to do. Get to know your neighbor. Like love our brothers, love our neighbors. Like, like that, Grant, you got a, uh, a question you want to pose? Uh... So many questions, but first, just endless gratitude for you, Hazen, and for all the happy hustlers out there. 
I've been tuning into Primal Survivor for 10 years, learning from Hazen myself just through your program. And it's empowered me to travel to 45 plus countries, working with indigenous communities and refugees, purely because you, of your knowledge. And you've been such an inspiration in my life, fighting for Thanks. Nature. Well, you, you got us here. Thank you so much. No, this is great. Yeah, and your love for nature, you know, is visceral and like just everything you do. You see it just snowboarding this week. You can see you out there just having the time of your life. You know, this grin and just bringing that happiness out there. And like, I think all the cultures you've seen around the world, you know, so many unique tribes. And I think we've talked about, you know, parts of this, but like if you were looking at some of these cultures and the unique traits of happiness mm -hmm. that, you know, they each like, like what are some of those common denominators of happiness in each one of these communities that you see? Mm. What, what, what I see is the common theme yeah. is that their happiness is based on their, on their community, mm. on the health of their, of their family, their kids. That is what their happiness is. We, we have a lot of, we, we keep ourselves, we have high stakes for ourselves in happiness as from being an American. Again, we're exposed by all these things that are facades of what makes us happy. Examples of people that are happy. It's just because we see them on, our heroes are people that are intangible. For one thing, like, um, w the way I see of like, people that we think we know are like the rapper in LA. And they, that's my hero. Eh, no, it's not. You don't know anything about that person. <laughs> yeah. You know, they make good TikTok videos. That's yep. it. That's not going to make you happy. And, and we, we think we have to be as happy as that person is like gloating about. Mm. Nah. But what I have found around the world, in especially places that are living really challenging, that, that live in really challenging environments, uh, it's impoverished. Money's not nearly as much of a factor as it is here in like Western or modern, quote unquote, modern places, you know. Um, yeah, their lives, they don't have nearly the, the kind of, uh, yeah, money opportunities, all those things that we have. But so they have to base their, they have to put their energy into the people that are around them. Mm. The kids, the community, the people where they go get bananas from, those kind of, their community yeah. And so that's what keeps them happy here. Like, I'm sorry, I was going on a little bit of a tangent, but in the United States, it's all about ourselves. We're the people that are getting accolades are because they're self-absorbed. You know, they're those independent self-made woman, power woman, power man, all that stuff that that dude, that lady is doing it all on her own. Or pretending well, they are. At least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when they're doing it, it's, lo it's lonely. Yeah. It's lonely and you get lonelier and lonelier because to do these things, sometimes you have to isolate. You have to leave people behind. Yeah. And that's what we're being given respect to do. And that's unfortunate. And then pretty soon we don't have a support group because mm. it's lonely at the top or it was lonely to get here or we're, we're so, we're such individuals in the United States. It's not a, it's not great that we are. What we need to think about is caring about all these other people and making sure that they're happy. And that's what I see with these people that from on the surface, when you first go in there, it's like, yeah, like I said, they, they live in dirt floor. They don't have electricity. Uh, what are they eating? You know, all that stuff. 
but they're still smiling all the time because they're never alone. They're always with people. They're always eating together. They're always working together. They wake up together. Nobody grows old by themselves. They grow up with, they, they die at an old age with the person that they were born with, that they spent every day with. Hmm. You know, I look at a lot of these tribes that are like, you know, I, I think a lot of hunters get like the hunters and gatherers on my show. They get like lots of, a lot of people pay a lot of attention to them because they, they're kind of like the superpowers. But I want to say like, look at the women that are taking care of the kids. It's not, they're yeah. not just taking care of their kids. They're taking care of the community's kids. Yeah. And they would take care of every small child as if it was their own. And that makes them happy. They're never alone. They're loved by not one kid. They're loved by 15, 20, 30 kids. Mm. I love that. And, and, and you, see, you see those women too. They're not cooking alone. They're cooking together. They're always supporting each other. They're always going out in the garden and growing vegetables together. They're always out going and harvesting and getting fruit together. The hunters, like I look at, you know, my best friend, my best friend that I love dearly, very influential in my life. God, he lives across the country. I might see him if I'm lucky once mm. a year. But in these other places of the world, that best friend, they did everything together. Every waking hour, they hunt together. They, they cannot hunt without each other. Yeah. Imagine that kind of bond. Like, I'm sorry, but Westerners in the United States have no comprehension of even, even having a family member that they're living their life with every day in and out. Without having those skills, we're like, I don't even like my brother. I don't even like my sister. <laughs> but in those kind of places yeah. that, we, that we might think that they're uh, not as advanced, not as modern, not as sophisticated, they have all the skills to be able to make those enemies their, their hunting partners and the people that they love. And that is learning. Mm-hmm. We don't have to learn it because we can just find, we can burn bridges left and right. We can find a new friend on Facebook. And that's fake. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get you anywhere. I mean, you mentioned community multiple times. I think yeah. that's a huge theme throughout this. And just to bring it home, I want to you know, kind of parlay into some of my more traditional happy hustle questions that I ask all my guests. And I like to, I like to ask these three questions in three different disciplines. We call them happy hustle hacks. Mm-hmm. So these are short, power-packed, you know, tip, a tool, a tactic in different arenas of life. First being health. You keep yourself in yeah. pretty great shape. I have watched you absolutely shred the gnar and <laughs> uh, maybe hit a kid or two, maybe a tree, who knows. But uh, this guy's a shredder. And it's if you're pr- slow, you get ran over. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that. Um, but, yeah, yeah, very community. I mean, I made sure he was okay. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Only the strong survive. That's the primal survivor. That's why we're here. Um, but no, it's, your health is a priority, you know, and I'm curious, like, do you have a happy hustle hack in this arena for health? Maybe something that you do that maybe is a little unique um, besides parasites you well, know, that you can share? I, I mean, I, I recognize that I have to be, we all should be very intentional Yeah. about our health. Mm. Um, we have w- one of our members here at the Happy Hustle. He, he said it so well. He's like, you know, we were talking about like, we need to eat good food. 
it, it's even better if we know exactly where our food comes from and play a part in that. Yeah. If we have wild land that we conserve, that we own, that we try to get as many deer from as possible, we make that environment really healthy. Yeah. And we have more deer. We have more meat. We're healthy. Same thing with our gardens. Same things with all that stuff. But we need to put that stuff into our body. We are what we eat. Yep. And we live in a society now where, uh, God, rather than eating potatoes... It's just so much more appealing to eat a $3 pizza encrusted in plastic that we have to microwave. We don't know where it came from, but after a while, you start eating all that kind of food, it is who we are. Yeah. We're a microwavable pizza, yeah. you know, in our brain, in our organs, and that's, you know, and, and um, so you got to, once you start eating healthy, yeah. that's all you really want to eat. Does it cost more? That's the problem. Because you can buy a $3 pizza. Yeah. It's crazy. You can buy it. You get there on the right day, you can get a fast food hamburger for a dollar. I know. A dollar has pickles, like plastic pickles, but it's like plastic cheese, plastic pickles. It has some sort of meat in it and it has bread. How is that even possible? Yeah. And then yet, it's not real you, you try to get an organic apple, it's like two bucks or something. Like, eh, I, I get a lot more out of it. But after we start eating all this junk food, our life expectancy, you know, the preservatives might keep us alive. Is it worth living when you're obese, unhealthy, uncoordinated, filled with cancer, disease. filled with disease, yep. illness? Once you, you start developing symptoms when you're in your 40s, that's crazy. Yeah. So um, just prioritize nutrition, yeah. what, but, you know, what you, yeah. what you put in your body. You need to. But I was talking about the one member that you introduced me to here at this mastermind. He said so well. He said... Would you rather pay the farmer or would you rather pay the doctor? Because mm. we're all going to be there at some day. Yep. And if we're unhealthy, we'll never get rich because it's all going to the doctor because we saved money by eating super shit pizza. Amen. You know? I, love, I love that you mentioned that. You know, it's fuel. And, yeah. and putting good fuel in your body is imperative. Yeah. So I love so, that. Let's talk about money. Yeah. Because I think this is important. You've been around people who are completely impoverished. They don't have yeah. a pot to piss in. Yep. They don't have mm-hmm. any money, truly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you've also been around people who have a lot of money, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if you have a happy hustle hack in this arena, maybe something that you do to save or invest or spend or something that maybe you could share with the happy hustlers regarding this 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 money uh well you're gonna be tapping into my inner wisdom or something i (laughs) i i mean i i am a strange person in that you know i think a lot of the philosophies you you live in the present yeah i believe in that yeah do not dwell on the past yep learn from the past yep but i do plan for the future yeah so i think it's important that we need to plan on the future yeah not only financially, but again, you got to understand your resources when you're talking about the community. Yeah. That's our future. Yeah. Um, they're going to be the people that are going to be taking care of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try to invest in that. I try to invest in, in, in acknowledging that, you know, me as a spry individual, able to make money because I'm willing to pick up a shovel and a hammer and I'll do what it takes to pay for food because mm-hmm. we live in a society now where a lot of times we have to pay for our food rather than growing our food. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
Yeah, so, so I, right now, just, I try to think about, like, savings. I, I play a little bit like I have an invest, I have a financial advisor with my meager stuff, and I've, I've always never been a heavy hitter as far as making a lot of money, but my mom was very fiscal, you know, and kind of said, like, you know, fortunately, she trained me on, like, getting Roths, yeah. getting a financial advisor, doing that, but I'm, I'm also, I will also say that, um, I am pretty, uh, I wouldn't say I'm frugal, but I, I see the value in things when I can save money yeah. and, and, and I try to leave, I try to like live within my means. It's so easy. Yep. Again, product of our environment. I can be around people that all have brand new trucks and thinking that my work truck is not like that. Well, my, I got to really focus and Ensure myself, like keep cheering myself on. It's like that's not my identity. Yeah. That eighty thousand dollar truck that this dude and that dude's brother has <laughs> is not my identity. I know you're looking at it. Uh, I, I am. Right I mean, now. I'm impressed. You have some nice trucks, but mine's still it's a kicking. Nice truck. I mean, but my, mine's still rolling. So it's like, but but this is another thing that I see as a teacher. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I was a teacher and I saw all these kids that are starting to they're getting their new jobs yeah and i'm more concerned about what's going to happen with them after school what did they take from me how are they going to apply that if yep. they if they learned anything and um man i see a lot of kids that are like yeah i, I work at a tire store now once i become the manager at the tire store i'm going to be able to buy this and this is what's this is how i'm able to, to afford this really nice car like by the time they got a first glimpse of money they bought something that they couldn't afford and then that was that they were owned by that. Yeah. So then they worked a shitty job, not saying a tire store is a shitty job, but they never wanted that job in the first place. They never thought that they were going to be the manager of a tire store and that was going to be their life. Yeah. And well, it all started because they were owned by something that they couldn't afford. Yep. And stop, stop trying to keep up with the neighbors. Yep. Try to develop a, a, a schematic or try to develop an awareness of like a love for the non-material yeah and and knowing like you know like i i guess embrace well your self-worth isn't invested it's not in your your things and i get that it's not and 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 i think we can get too carried away with like being bogged down with all these things that are expensive and and i will say i was I was talking about this very... I'm going to um, cut you off because we got dinner soon. We're going to move on to the next question real quick. And then... All right. All right. Yeah. Good. Because what I was going to say hats. was not going to be important at all. <laughs> I know. I figured. No, no I'm kidding. No, Everything good. you say is important. No, no. I, I, I know. connection. I want to ask sorry. you, when it comes to yeah. happy hustle hacks, how do you connect to a higher power? Do you have something in this arena? Short and sweet. Give it to Oof. me. Man. Um, okay. I don't take my life for granted. You know, I think it's, uh, I think I've been offered a lot of gifts mm. in my life. Um, and I think a lot of it is pretty damn uncanny. Mm. I, I don't take my friends, I don't take my family, I don't take my health for granted. I think that's pretty cool. I love that. That's um, a, well, that's powerful right there. I do want to put you through the, the rapid fire round and yeah. then we're going to wrap this okay. up. This is basically where I just ask you random things and you just answer honestly. First thing that comes to mind, okay? Okay. And, and this is rapid fire. Yeah, okay. Okay. 
Favorite food, go. Toffee ice cream. <laughs> Favorite movie. The Christmas Story. Favorite book. Uh, Audubon Society of Reptiles and Amphibians of North America. That's a first. That's a first on the show. <laughs> What's your spirit animal? An otter with wings. That's pretty epic. Best business advice. Businesses. Live within your means and follow your heart. Three things you're grateful for. My health, my family, my passions. And if you had a billboard for the world to see with your last piece of content on it, what's that billboard read, Hazen? Ooh. Tell me the, the billboard, like pictures of what I love or what? what what's a, a billboard? billboard? A oh. message for the world to see. Message, man. Um, love thy neighbor. Ooh, that, I mean, that goes with the community theme. Hazen Adele, brother, I appreciate you for sharing your love, your light, your wisdom with myself and the Happy Hustlers. Man, this has been truly amazing. And I'm just so grateful to call you a happy hustle brother. Thanks. And uh, I want everyone to just go check out Primal Survivor on Disney+. Plus. Also, hazenaudell.com forward slash adventure, right? To get yeah. the latest yep. and greatest from Hazen. Any other call to action or, or place where you want people to follow you online? Maybe uh, Instagram? Where are you most active? Well, right now I'm, I'm developing a pretty awesome community on Patreon. Okay. You know, I've got, I've got my Instagram thing going on. I've met people from all over the world, some fascinating people, including you and you, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so Instagram, I'm pretty damn active, but really developing a tighter community yeah. where I can, I, it's just not just me spouting all everything. I'm really learning from people and people kind of gravitate towards each other. It's awesome. Cool. So on my Patreon page is, is developing and if something else, else grows out of it, I'm going to be telling everybody from Patreon. I cool. guess that's probably the easiest way to have communication with people. Yeah. So check out his Patreon. Hazen Odell, final yeah. question, man. What does happy hustling mean to you? Happy hustling is maintaining a vision of how you can con continue to do what, you really, what really turns you on. Mm. Yeah. I love it. Mic drop. Thank you all for watching and listening. We appreciate you. Peace and love. We are out. Ciao.